Ali Mosley was on the, the pony yesterday there at the Magic Millions, and she joins us this morning, the Sky Racing presenter. Good morning, Ali. Good morning, team. Yeah, we had a we had a late night, actually. Half the racing industry was in the Virgin Lounge because our flight was delayed by about an hour and a half, so <laughs> it's a good, uh, good time. Just, just what you need. It's it's really been a, a week <laughs> that way, but um, well done on the, the pony interviews. It's it's great seeing that, and you, you must be enjoying it. Yeah, it's so so nice to be able to do them again. I think we had so long with COVID not being able to, so it's just um, such a, I guess, such a novelty. And a lot of the jockeys even had forgotten that we were doing them again. So I'd stand at the fourteen hundred meter shoot yelling at them when they'd won, <laughs> like wait for me. <laughs> um, but it, it it really is a lot more for me. I just have a lot of fun cantering around the track. So and I didn't fall off. So every time I don't fall off, I think that's a, that's a tick. <laughs> Morning, Ali. We're watching from afar back here in Sydney yesterday. How was the atmosphere? We were on track and what was the crowd like there yesterday on the Gold Coast? It was great. It was definitely smaller than, than the Saturday, but it was a good, more of a, I would say probably more of a racing purist crowd. You know, you go to the Gold Coast often and it's um, just a, a whole heap of, which is great, a whole heap of young people who, who were there for the party. But I think yesterday was more more people there for the racing. So, albeit a much smaller crowd, but a, but a really strong crowd and an excited crowd. And they did the syndicate race and everyone was up um with their, um, what do you call them, plaque signs. And it, that that I could hear them screaming when they raced that syndicate race from the other side of the track coming home. I couldn't hear who'd won the race in my ear because all I could hear was screaming. So I just thought it brought people uh, into the race. And that's what Timmy Clark said said after it. He said, it's just great to see so many so many people involved and, and not having to have a huge share in a horse. Who impressed you out of the, well, I was going to say the weekend, but it wasn't really. It was sort of yesterday and it was the week. I couldn't even tell you what day it is anymore. I, I truly am so confused. Um, I actually, in the two-year-old race, was really impressed by Summer Loving, um, the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian bot. She ran third, but she got held up and she found again, which is so hard for a two-year-old to be able to do. She picked herself up. So I suppose looking towards now the Golden Slipper, she would be one to follow most certainly into that. Although Platinum Jubilee, her stable mate, I thought put in a really good effort as well. So Summer Loving, who I'd like to follow out of the two-year-old race. I think that, I mean, we all saw it, but um, King of Sparta's just gone to another level, this prep, um, aided by a great ride from James McDonald, but he really has just sort of really flourished in Queensland and, and is um, sort of stepped up, I guess, is the best way to put it. And then the last horse I just thought ran a really nice race, and I just think Tracy Bartley's done such a great job with her. He, he sort of flies under the radar a bit, Tracy, at Barossa Rosa in the Phillies and Mares race. Just on James McDonald, Adam, his rides were ridiculously good yesterday. And I, I know we often talk about mm. that with James McDonald, but I felt there was a bit of a pattern. I felt you wanted to be in about, you know, lanes four, five, mm. or six, and you probably wanted to map about fourth, fifth, or sixth in a trailing position. And you could tell in so many races there yesterday, 800, 600 out, that he was going to win the race just because he always had them in the best position. I reckon Ryan, his biggest asset is his, his decision-making. He's always one or two steps ahead of the game. He knows where he needs to be. He knows the right horses to follow. I think that's... Like, a lot of these jockeys, are, they're all extremely good and capable jockeys. And often the horse flesh can determine which riders are classified as the best compared to others. But his decision-making, his tactical nous is, I think, is severely underrated for a, for a rider like him. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, tonight, Ali, we're racing at Canterbury. Who are you looking forward to there tonight? Uh, actually, Jerry Harvey's got a couple that I'd, I'd like to follow here. I can't pick between them at this point, particularly with the rain, but I'll kick us off in race one, and I'm going with the Uh Drawn Barrier two has drawn well first out from 
a decent spell, has had two really nice trials if you watch them, uh, sixth and seventh on paper, but I just think he looks like he's come back in great order. So Emancipus in race one. That's very good, Ali, because you know that's part of the BSB multi. Oh, really? Okay, yes. well, there we go. Okay. Yeah, Brad Pick. Davidson's with you. Oh, good. Okay, well, that, that makes me feel much better. Um, and then in race two, so this is for the three-year-old fillies, I like Canada Bay. I think she's over the odds. She's down in the weights, this filly by Vancouver. She's at about five bucks at the moment. Um, she's fit, which we'll need on the track tonight, I imagine. I think we're on about a soft six at the moment with maybe some deterioration to come. So I just think she's over the odds at five bucks. That's mm, Canada Bay. That's not so good because that goes two. against the multi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, Bra- better, uh, Brad Davidson's gone outlawed in that race, the, <laughs> oh, no. the, the top weight. But um, it's interesting the point you make about the de- deteriorating track, Ali. Um because, yeah, I just looked out the door here at French's Forest and it is raining. So what yeah. are we working on there at the moment? A soft six. That might get in well, a heavy range tonight. Yeah, well, it just depends how much we get today. And I guess Sydney weather is hard to predict. So we'll, we'll understand that soft range. But if we get a bit more of a deluge today, then we probably would get a downgrade. So just, we'll just keep an eye on that. So I'm just sort of picking more fit horses who will handle the conditions. And then in race three, this is the one that's really stumped me and I just um, grilled Luke as he was heading out the door about whether Esson or Dan Andretti will win. And he said he can't even, he can't split them. So I've gone with perhaps a, a Quinella, I think, here between Dan Andretti and Esson uh, in race three there. Mm-hmm. What about Randwick tomorrow? Um, plenty of uh, plenty of good options there. Um, give something to our listeners. Yeah, I found this race, this whole race meeting wide open. I, I don't know if you guys have had a look, but it was um, it was it was it was wide in the sense that it was tricky. So I guess we'll maybe find a bit of value in race two. I think the favourite Crafty Eagle will be really hard to beat, but just over the odds, I think is um, in that race, uh, Doctor Evil. So. I'll throw Dr. Evil in there. He's at eight bucks. Loves a wet track alley. So if the track yep. does deteriorate, that 850 will absolutely firm up. Yep. So he's another one that I'm, I'm going to wait for. And then in race three, again, I've just tried to go around the favourites and find a bit of value um, for us. So I've gone with Smoke Show, this mare by winning Rupert for Danny Saib. She's doing such a good job, Danny Saib, at the moment when she brings her horses to town. Blinkers go on. I've just been ticking away really well this prep. Another one who will um, handle the track has had a win on the heavy ground. So depending on whether we get to that range, I just think at the $14, Smoke Show is also over the odds and then I'll keep going. I've got I've actually got a few in at the moment. And then I really um, like Lexart and I've been with Lexart sort of uh, the last few starts. So I'm going to stick with Lexart who I thought was a better price but when I've checked this morning has, has come in which is a bit of a shame. I think he's into about six bucks now but still I'll stick with um, Lexart there as well. So that is in race seven. Probably just something each way on Lexart because it is a, it is a really strong race. Yeah, that's uh, race number seven on the program. Um, looks to be a reasonable amount of speed in that race too. Yeah. So um, could be an interesting map. But yeah, you're right, Ali. It looks to be a bit of a tricky one on paper just doing the form. But throw into what the track's doing tomorrow, um, it might be a bit of a movable feast as far as the form is concerned. So you'll have your work cut out and uh, you'll be there on Saturday, I'm sure, for Sky Racing. I will, yes. So I'll um, I'll go back through and have another good look at, at all the form today and 
see what we can get through. I'm, I'm out of Queensland now and, and then back into New South Wales racing. So I'll have another look. And then I just think actually in the feature, the Carrington, isn't it crazy? We've already got listed racing starting again here in Sydney. Um, I think it'll set up really well this time for looks like Elvis. I think it could be his race to win. Brett Preble, the board, who's been riding really well. I think he's sort of out to out to prove himself in Sydney, as we spoke about last week when I had to ch- had a chat to you guys. But I think the speed will be on with Titanium Power and Brunelli pushing forward. So I just think it could set up well for a horse that looks like Elvis to, to swoop late. Great stuff, Ali. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys.